Beto, we have Beto has to go pee, so do I. So we're we're getting off of Starbucks to use the bathroom. Bathroom time. Bathroom time. <laughs> Flush all the toilets in. He's like pinching his his butt. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you look like a kid. I know. I bought you spaghetti. <laughs> Beto's shirt is like covered in, it looks like spaghetti stains. Cause he ate a chorizo burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody controller podcast. I am your host Jesse Tiger Mask Lita with Beto Tiger Mask Two Lita. As far as that. we're married now, yeah, we're married. that's cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we are leaving beautiful sunny San Diego, California. We were there this weekend, spent time with family, and. Uh, Unfortunately, as you can tell, Joe is not here with us today. Why is that, Bethel? He injured his knee. Um, then was I think it was at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, so he hurt himself. And then, yeah, he ended up not being able to walk on it for very long, I think. He said he was just in pain. So he just decided not to come with us. Joe doesn't only work hard, Joe also plays hard. And he was invited to go with us to San Diego, but again, like Beto said, he was unable to go. And look, Joe always complains that we don't invite him, and we invited him, you know. But you know, things happen. You know, it, you know, it makes sense. We get it. But Janice did say that hey, you have to stop crying now because you were invited. So, yeah. But we just uh, ended our trip. We're on our way back home. We would have recorded there. We we're just really busy. So. Kind of sucked, but busy, doing a lot of stuff. But anyway, the most important thing ever in the entire world is... Beto? What's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool? Nah, fool. Going to the store, fool. What's up? For real, Going to the store, that's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I mean, I haven't played much. I didn't even play that much Overwatch this week, last week. The only thing we played, I played was the other day when I played with you guys. What the fuck was it? Runbo? Yeah, Runbo. Uh... What is what is it like a fighting race game? I don't even know what the fuck. It's it's pretty much if you ever heard about Rumbo, it's an it's an indie game. I actually brought it. I have it's on the Wii. It's on the Wii. I want to say it's on PS4. I could be wrong, but uh, it's pretty much a racing game. But it's not like what you think, like Mario Kart or or just racing on. Uh, you know, you're running. So you choose your character, and then. You pretty much, it's all color, that's why it's called Rumbo, and you can choose different colors of your characters, different outfits, and you're pretty much 10 rounds of having to run to point A to point B, but it has obstacles and power-ups, and there's color swipes, 
So when there's certain ledges or platforms to go on top of, if there's like um if there's a color swipe like you're going to jump on a platform that's red and then you see there's a swipe of the color red coming down, that platform will disappear and sometimes depending on where you are, it'll either drop to the ground and have to climb back up like cuz you're racing to uh, the objective or you'll fall into a pit of spikes or something but it ends up becoming like really fun and then you can also um, fight like punch people so you can knock them down you can kind of like double jump but do a like a double jump dash up or any direction you want so if like you're double jumping or you shoot your direction forward you can knock people out but yeah that's pretty much how um Rainbow was it, uh, the type of game it is and then you get power-ups where you can flip the the whole level upside down or have like really powerful punches or switch depending if if you're switching with whatever characters in front of you at a certain angle like if someone's at a certain angle in front of you it'll it'll switch your position so if you're behind you can jump forward to someone who's up front but yeah that's pretty much the basic of basics of what Rumbo is yeah, like you're talking about it, it reminded me of uh, the 100 meter dash on uh, Crash and the Voice for the NES. Uh-huh. It kind of reminded me of that because you can just, just a race where you just fight. But the on, on Crash and the Boys, like it's it's fun just because you you could you could uh, knock over the hurdles, break them, and then get the, the stick and just jump and throw them back at them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I just remember that. That's what it reminded me of, kind of like a, a brawling race game. It's but it's it's it was fun for, for playing. Uh, like um, multiple players, because I played it with you the other day with, with two people. It's just you and me. Whoa! Sorry, we're we're, uh, we're in LA traffic right now, so we're we're stuck. And then there's people. They drive crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I played it with you the other day. It was fun, but playing it with multiple, like more than more than two people, is a lot, a lot more fun because it gets more competitive and just funny. Like just like there's times where. Um, Everybody died and fall falls off like the the, the stage, and then uh, the last person was just trying to be real careful to not die just so they could get the trophy. Uh, but they would like, like either you or somebody else would like end up falling off of the stage like just on their own without without a <laughs> without anybody to knock them off. So it's, it's it's funny like making fun of them for for fucking up. And Jesse was helpful. Um, yeah, no, pretty much Rumbo. Rumbo was really fun. Um, just like you said, it was fun where people would mess up or, or like, <laughs> someone could be ahead and then, like, oh, they're really ahead. And then everyone's gone so they don't have to worry but then fucking up, like, not actually reaching the goal. That was fun. We played it for a while. That was, it's a really fun game for the Wii U. Um, and it's cool that you can play it. It's, like, nine people. Yeah. So you could share, like, if you have a, a Wii remote and a classic controller... One person, because the buttons are pretty much just the D-pad and two buttons. That's all you really need for Rumbo. But the cool thing is for the Wii is that you can have someone on a classic controller, and usually classic controllers are connected to Wii remotes. That one person can have the Wii remote as a control, and then the other person has the uh, classic controller as a control. So that uh, gives you that variety of having up to nine people. We had about, what, six? Yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. That was really cool. Um, I've just mostly been playing more Dragon Quest 7, which has been fun. Really old school RPG. I'm hearing more about it, like how, how long that game actually is. And I hear it's like, it could be about 100 hours. And so that's kind of, it's exciting, but then it's like, oh, 
I don't know if I want to devote that much time to it. So I think I'm going to... Dragon Quest is going to be, like, a game I just play every now and then. So, like, you know, I'll report back to uh, report back on it, like, in two years and tell everyone how it is. But so far, I'm digging it. It's really cool. I like the art style because it's, like, the Akira Toriyama Dragon Ball art style. But uh, I always like Dragon Quest. I like the music. I like everything about it. So it's very different compared to Final Fantasy, but, like, turn-based stuff, it's very similar, but a lot of it's different, too. So you have two different varieties. One thing I did try out this week, and I actually tried it out with you, but though I think you forgot, um, I've always wanted to try SharePlay on the PS4. And if you don't know what SharePlay is on PS4, it's basically um, kind of like sharing the controller with your friend that's sitting right next to you on a couch. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to play this level. Like, let's say, oh, I'm going to play this level Mario if you die. Or whenever you die, you switch the controller, you give it back. Or just play two-player mode on Mario or whatever. But um, it's kind of like doing that. And SharePlay lets you do that over the internet um, with your friend playing at their house. And you're basically just giving them virtually your controller. So I always wanted to try it. But we like I think we tried to do it one time a long time ago to try to do SharePlay. And it just wasn't working for whatever reason. Like It said it wouldn't let you connect or something, right? Yeah. Um, so we tried that and, um, I don't know. How was your experience with SharePlay? But uh, we tried it with Mega Man. It was shitty. Why was it shitty? Because I don't like Mega Man games. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. I just don't have patience for them because like, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up playing them a lot. So I was never good at them. And like, there's games that are like hard. Like there's there's Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden is like one of my favorite like my favorite games of all time, but it it's a it's a slow process. Like the first couple levels are easy, then it gets really hard. But the Mega Man games just always seem like hard like right off the bat. And so so just playing that, I just and there was a lot of lag on on my controller, my like on my end. That was like a quarter second to a half second delay. So just trying to trying to jump and like trying to do anything it was it was hard because because of the lag and then uh i i don't even know how far i probably made it past the like i don't know like first what was it not even not even a quarter of the fucking level yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just gave up because i just that's how that's how i am with Mega Man games because like like after a while like i it they get too hard and i just give up and just like and this i gave up even faster because the lag was so bad <laughs> so, it was it was funny. It was funny like watching, cause you I I was I was kind of surprised, cause uh, the reason I chose Mega Man was just cause it's an eight bit game, and I'm like it can't be too bad. Like that's probably easier to do share play, but no, like I couldn't even tell like your lag because I'm like I'm watching you through mine, and like I'm I'm base I'm guessing because it's mine's the main base of where it's streaming from and where it's sharing with you um i could see you jump but it's like you jump and let go at the point where you should have been able to like jump on a platform or do something and uh uh yeah i mean i i could see Beto was struggling with it and he got really mad he got really mad and started getting all pissed off and saying fuck this game i don't want to play anymore <laughs> yeah like i i was trying to keep i don't know it was I didn't die a bunch. It was just frustrating because I couldn't get, I couldn't get anywhere. Um, and then after I, I think I died the, like the last time I died, I just like hit start button and I just ended a game. And that's when Jesse started dying, fucking laughing because I just 
gave up really quick. Um, uh, there was one thing I wanted to ask. How was it on your end to, like, see everything? Is it just saying, like, you were able to... Like, because the only menu I had is you can do your main menu, go to share play, and then it's connecting, and then I'm there at the game. Like, you said it was laggy, but did it look like you you had the game at home, or did it look like kind of like streaming a video on YouTube, but for whatever reason, your internet's a little busy, so it's a little pixelated? Like, did it look like you had the game yourself, or was it, like, fuzzy pixelated? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it looked fine. It looked, I mean, it looked like if I, if I had bought the game. Um, Pretty much. I mean, it looked, it looked fine. It was just uh, the lag that was that was really bad. So it, yeah, like you said, it didn't look like like if you watched the uh, you know when you record your own your own stuff on onto the PS4. Like if you like what's oh, it called, okay. SharePlay? Yeah, no, share, not SharePlay. Or, uh, when you save your videos. Yeah, stuff. when you yeah, save yeah. videos, it looked kind of fuzzy and shitty like that. It, it's not like that. It, it looks like the actual game. Oh, but, okay, cool. So, I'm just wondering like what it would look like if you were to play like something else a little newer. Well, we uh, now I remember we played Street Fighter. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. How, how, how did that look? That looked that actually looked fine too. Do you think because you have it downloaded too? Do you think Maybe. it might have used like like you know what I mean? No, probably not. I don't think so. But do you think it did? Do you think that helped? Maybe. I don't know, and I, I really don't know. Probably I, because. I don't know. I, I really I'm, again. We don't know. This yeah, is, I mean, yeah. this is just a guess for because he has a download version. But yeah, we did share play with Street Fighter, but. It gives you two options to give someone control of your game or and then there's another option where it's like, oh, switch back and forth. And I thought that was the option to do. But really, the switch back and forth is pretty much making that person player two on a fighting game. So we figured that out. Oh, I wonder if you would you would have been able to do legacy controller at home. I don't think so, but that would be cool. Anyway, um, how was Street Fighter for me? I was of course, it's running fine. But was it laggy? You kicked my ass one time, but I kicked your ass the rest. I really couldn't tell because I, with the controller, like I'm not, I'm not good with the controller. So I just, oh yeah, we were. So yeah, control. I really don't know how, how. I didn't even check see how, how bad the delay was. I don't think it was that bad though. If I was, if I was able to. Mega Man's bad, but like Street yeah, Fighter, it's fine. Or maybe, maybe I don't know. Like, well, fighting you, I could tell certain things. Like, I could tell like. Because fighting you, you can always tell what I'm going to do. Like every, like, you know, you know I'm going to jump or, you know, I'm going to, you know, like how I am with certain characters. So yeah. you, you can anticipate my moves before I do them. Um, I could tell there was somewhere, oh, you would have caught me here if, if it wasn't, I'm sure it was laggy because there was just some moves like, um, I could tell that you were able to anticipate that you would have been able, I was able to hit you. Um, but I think later on, you got used to it, so you anticipated my stuff sooner than I did before. Does that make sense? No, I don't think it was that, because I was playing it. I remember, um, uh, I was not just playing it, like, I, the button configuration just felt weird for me, because I was only able to do the the light punches, light kicks, and medium kicks, and uh, medium punches, and I forgot what was the hard punches uh-huh. and hard kicks. So, like, I was just only using the, the light and medium buttons. Yeah. So I really like I was and trying to do the the shoryukens and the fireballs and all that stuff. It's it's kind of hard on the with the controller because I don't. I mean, I'm not used to playing it. So like, mm-hmm. there were some times where I try I see I try to catch it because I know you I expected you to uh, to jump in mm-hmm. and I would try to do the dragon punch, but I I couldn't do the bun the oh, okay, okay. the the um the input for the for the dragon punch. So that's that's that was the thing that made it kind of hard. Just trying to. Trying to string combos together. 
because it's harder within. I'm not used to it, so it's it's harder for me to do that. And I, like I've been playing it with the five six so much. Yeah. I just come like, I've never really tried to go back to playing with the with the gamepad. But not a gamepad, but just a controller. Yeah. Um. So. All in all, what do you think of uh, SharePlay? The idea of it and how it kind of performed. Honestly, I mean it's. I don't know. It's, it's like. A, gimmick because it's really I don't see myself playing that shit for, for very long yeah um unless there's something like that you need me to pa- pass for you like <laughs> like, like uh, Prince of Persia Prince of Persia yeah. but no like there's I mean I don't see I really it, if it didn't what if it didn't have lag you know like if it was perfect like it was literally like you sitting next to me on a couch do you think that'd be something like hey, let's play this game I, I guess like old, older games yeah the the single player like Mega Man and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. or even like like playing Towerfall and stuff yeah but, but, you have to be precise on game. yeah but I mean I don't know I'd say I, I'd play it a little bit but not as much I don't know like I, I, I don't know it, it's been it's, SharePlay's been there for so long like we if we really wanted to play it we would've played it a long time ago yeah, yeah, yeah. so the Big Dipper score is final score Wait, so the Big Dipper final score is? I'd give it a 5 out of 10. I have to agree. 5 out of 10. Probably won't use it again. But I had a good time laughing. So that was cool. But yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Oh, there was... We did play the Nintendo Land with my cousins this weekend, too. And Nintendo Land's really fun. But then after a while, like... I really, like, look at Nintendo Land and go, I feel like it was a missed opportunity for Nintendo not to come out with something that expanded that idea or at least, like, added more to it later on, like a uh, Nintendo Land 2 or... Or it's the same thing with uh, with the Wii Sports. Like, Wii Sports was really cool, but if Nintendo did a thing... And it's not Nintendo's thing to come out with yearly incarnations of their games... But if they did something that improved on, like, Wii Sports or... You know, they, they had Wii Sports Resort, but it added for... It was, like, for the Motion Plus stuff, but... You know, like, the idea of, like... What was it? Um, Mario Run? What was that game? What was the Mario game called? Yeah, the, the app. Yeah, yeah. Not the app, but um, the for Nintendo Land. What was it called? Mario Chase? I can't remember. Shit. Well, there's, like, a Mario chasing game on Nintendo Land where... Four people are controlling toads, and then you can see it through the big screen. And then on the tablet itself, on the Wii U, you play as Mario, and you kind of like have to hide or run away from them. So you could see where you are, but no one else could see where Mario is, and everyone kind of has to work together. Like, oh, you know, everything's divided in color, so there's like a green area, blue area, a red area, yellow area. And it's like, oh, he's in the yellow, and then, you know, everyone could kind of like try to chase after him and it also shows you like a how how far you are from that person because you can't see where he is unless you, you spot him um but it's like it's a great idea it's a, it's a very it's a cool idea and but what sucks is like what it's been like five years already that the wii u's been out and they never really expended a, on that idea because it was a cool showing of what the system could do just like the wii sports but it never expanded so i don't know like I kind of wish they did, because that, that was fun, that, and then the Animal Crossing game. There was, like, an Animal Crossing one where you collected candy or fruit, and, uh, but the more fruit you collected in your head, 
the the slower you would be, and then the person with the tablet would uh, be able to control two guards, and they'd have to tackle you. And if they tackled three times, you lost. But yeah, Nintendo Land, yeah, it was just it was just cool mini games, but they never. That was the problem with the Wii and the Wii U is that they never expanded on those ideas to improve them or make them better. Yeah, I think the a lot of some of like those. The chasing games would have been really fun for uh, the next Mario Party game. Like I don't know if they did any any of those types of games for the new ones, but I think they should have focused some of those games on for the for the Mario Party game because the Mario Party games haven't been good lately. Uh, I don't remember the last good one was four for games. Yeah, and how many are there on like night or eight or nine? There's, they're at ten now. Ten. And I heard yeah. ten. So it wasn't that good. Yeah. See, like, I don't know. So it'd be cool. Whoa, that fucking man's almost in there. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, the, the um. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like we'd have seen those kinds of games or uh, mini games on on the Mario Party for Mario Party. Like if they would have put more attention to, to those to those games, I think it would have been better. Yeah, like I said, like I, I don't. What was what you say? The last one, the last one that was good was four. Yeah, four for the GameCube. Yeah, I remember playing that one a lot with you. Yeah, it's, like it's it's it'd be cool. I mean. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the how the NX is gonna be. So like, I don't know what you can do if it's gonna if it's gonna be similar to the Wii U. But they could do something like that for the next. But I, like, I kind of lost faith in the the Mario Party game. So I'm just like, oh, uh, whenever I hear about Mario Party co- uh, game coming out, I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I like. I kind of wish like they gave Mario Party to like next level the people who did Punch Out and Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Like, yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know. I think they could make it something really fun. Because at first it was with, if, I, if I'm correct, they did it. All the Mario Party games were done by a company named Hudson. If I'm if I'm right, I could be wrong. And then, I th- if I'm correct, I think 10 that just came out was actually done by Nintendo themselves. And then that one wasn't as good. So even if Nintendo couldn't fucking do a good one, you know. I just say give it to, I don't know, someone like... Someone they have that, you know, like a, a second party developer that, that's really enthused. Like, oh yeah, we want to make a Mario Party game. But uh, I like party games, and that's that's the thing. That's that's why stuff like we did Rumbo, Nintendo Land, and uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves, like that was fun, you know. They just need to get up on that. Get up, uh, get on up. It's a wee Wario. <laughs> Here, on the freeway, in Los Angeles, news. For Honor drops split screen. Split screen functionality has been cut from Ubisoft's upcoming medieval brawler, For Honor. We decided this week to cut the split screen, said producer Stephen Carden. 
in an in-house interview primarily about the game's closed alpha. It was a feature that we loved, but when we looked at what needs to be done to support online co-op, for us it was critical to make a decision now so we can polish all the features at the AAA level and make sure that we have the most amazing experience. So, for honors dropping their split-screen multiplayer so it won't have couch multiplayer. So, I think this brings up more of like a, I don't want to call it an issue, but something where a lot of games nowadays focus on, you know, online co-op more than actually couch co-op where it's, you know, split-screen. Um, what do you think of the news and what do you think of the difference now of like online co-op and, uh, you know, no more on-couch co-op? I'm gonna sound like an asshole. I wasn't paying attention because I was getting my schedule. Oh, no worries. So what happened? Say it again. <laughs> um, the game for Honor, they're not gonna be doing split screen co-op uh-huh. anymore. That was a feature they were talking about, but now they're just gonna focus more on uh, online co-op and uh, pretty much put you know not do the split screen on couch co-op. So we see that happen more and more with games nowadays. They don't really favor couch co-op they more favor the online experience so oh foreigner that's the samurai and yeah made stuff, right? vikings and all that um that game looked cool at first and then i just like it seems like it'd be repetitive and boring after a while uh-huh. but i mean i i don't know i don't know shit about making games like how hard is it to make uh uh the um would you call it couch couch what couch co-op couch co-op how hard would it would it be to put that in well i think i think it's more taking time to because what you have to do basically is i think you're running two things at the same time on a screen so you kind of gotta that i know you kind of have to drop the graphics and uh kind of try to find like a kind of like a workaround or you know, like drop frame rate. So, like, let's say the game runs at 60. It's going to be a split screen co-op kind of game that you can do on the couch. It's going to probably have to cut the th- to like down to 30 frames. The uh, textures probably won't be that great. Resolution, maybe not. So, it's I, that I know maybe it's a lot of work to do that. And they'd rather spend the time doing online than they would, uh, you know, like a, a couch co-op stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. If- I don't know. Everybody, everybody plays online so much now that it's like it's it's that couch co-op thing is like it's for the birds. Yeah, it's already done. Like I don't. What's what's the last couch co-op game that there's been? Wasn't wasn't Gears of War gonna be that? Or didn't didn't they have that? Uh, Gears has, has always had it, and I, I'm pretty sure the new Gears has it. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, I don't know. Like everybody. Like I remember you when you worked at the video game store, like they they would talk about like, oh, is this game online and stuff? Like nobody yeah. would nobody would ask. Oh, like oh, can I play this? Like with my brother at yeah. home and stuff. So it's, it's, we'd have some people be like, oh, yeah. is it only online? It's like yeah, it's only online. There's no co-op together. People would get bring be upset. People would be upset who are just like, I don't have online. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the only way you can play it. Yeah, it's but like, small... but yeah, it's it's more more people more people want to play online than than what's like. So like a sibling or something, you know. So like it's, oh, that stuff. Like it's 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 old stuff. Like it's old. Nobody. Mm, it's a very small amount of people that want to play with somebody in there at home, you know. So like, 
everybody else is playing online. It's so much easier to play online too. Like if you're playing, like because there's like, like I got nobody to play with at home. It's just me. So just like if I can, I'll, I'll tell you guys, hey, you want to jump on Overwatch and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's not a, it's not. I mean, for me, it's not a big deal. Maybe it is for somebody. Maybe if I was younger and I was playing with my brother, I'd be like, oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. But now, right now, it's like it's not a big deal since I'm, I'm the only one playing my console. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just, it's just, if the developers don't see... If they need to take the time to do other things, they're going to need to take the time. And they might not see an interest in in people uh, wanting to do split screen, you know? Then why invest all that time on it? No, I get it. Like, it's a feature that would be cool for people who don't usually have to... to, to um, don't have online, you know? And uh, I, I would... I would like to know what is the majority of people that play online. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's it's a high it's a high volume. It's so common now to have online and to be online on consoles now that there is a small majority of people that don't. So, I mean, if that's not focused for them anymore and they want to focus on other things, you can't really blame them. And that's a bummer. And maybe it didn't perform well. Maybe they did it and it just compared to the main game itself and how the game plays and then having to drop certain things or drop like frame rate, it just didn't feel the same. So why force something that's not going to work, you know? No point in in enforcing it. Skyrim Special Edition and Fallout 4 getting mod support on PlayStation 4 after all. Bethesda has revealed that after working together with Sony, Skyrim Special Edition and Fallout 4 will receive mod support on PlayStation 4 after all. In addition, the Bethesda website states statement says that both games will receive PlayStation 4 Pro enhancements as well. Skyrim Special Edition will run in a native 4K on upgraded system, while Fallout 4 will boast better lighting and graphic graphic features. My guess is with the bad publicity that um Sony probably was like, okay, that I know they're gonna work on it. They're they're gonna let them do the mods, but not every mod, right? So I guess with all that and uh, Bethesda being vocal, maybe Bethesda knew what they were doing before, being very vocal about it, because they knew if they put it out there, people would complain, and then Sony would want to do something because Sony doesn't Sony doesn't want to seem like the bad guy, you know? They want to be like, hey, we're doing this for the gamers. So I think it was a smart move. Yeah, at first I was just like, why are they doing that? Why are they making them look bad? Why are they why are, why are they doing this? But now it makes sense. If you do that, then they're going to change their mind. Now, it's not I'm pretty sure it's not completely what 100% what Bethesda wants, but they'll take that 80% of doing it, you know? Because Sony does need Bethesda on their console. You know, they need Bethesda to give them some good stuff, you know? They need them to, you know, they don't want uh Microsoft to have the exclusive stuff on uh, that you can't get on PS4, so that's cool. That's cool that everyone's gonna be able to do the mods. You know, I'm kind of curious on what they won't be able to do. You know, but it's nice that it, uh, the pro's gonna get enhancements for Fallout 4. Let's go take it, take advantage. What do you think, Robert? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I agree with what you said. Like. They, they kind of put, put pretty much forced them to to allow the mods like um yeah because if you like you said uh if it just get, if it's only on a uh, on Xbox it's just gonna want people to buy fucking 
the Xbox more than the PS4. So yeah. they go, they be like, "What the fuck? They don't have mod. They don't have mod support for this shit. I don't. I don't, I don't want this fucking PS4. Fuck that." So I just, I, I agree with what you said. <laughs> um, does this excite you? Because you're you're you played a lot of Skyrim. Yeah. So does this excite you even more to get Skyrim and have that mod stuff, you know, in it? Or were you not even really going to use mods to begin with? I don't know, I've never really, I don't really know what, what I could do with them, you know, so I, I just, just the game in general is just really good, I played, I played so much of them, I wanna, I wanna, it'd be fun to just start playing it again on a, on a better console, mm. um, but I don't know, what, I don't, what is it that you can do with the mods? Some people do different things, if I'm correct, you can do mods, like, um, I was watching one of the Jim Quisitions where he was talking about the mod stuff for PlayStation 4, um, he did say... That having mods is cool because he spent so much time on like something like Fallout, and now he also had a copy on PS4, but he has a copy on Xbox One. He's able to be with like mods, beef up his characters to easily just breeze through the game and catch up to where he ended off on the PS4. So for you, what would be cool is if they had a mod to like kind of beef up your character. You could beef up your character so you don't have to do the same shit you were doing before and kind of catch up to wherever you were or what you were doing and then like continue from there. Because, you know, I don't think there's any... I'm pretty sure there's no, like, save importing or anything. So, you, like, what you played on the PS... Well, you had it on 360, no? Yeah. Skyrim on 360, you couldn't port that save. So, at least with a mod, you can, like, turn on, like, oh, I'm going to be... Bring up my stats. Is what I'm guessing. I've never tried mods, really, you know? So, mods are a new thing for consoles, you know? Like, so this is kind of cool. It's kind of cool that they... You know, they should... Um, Sony should have, like buckle down you know and give fans what they want you know which is good only if capcom listened fucking capcom i'm sorry i, I still get mad about uh <laughs> about the fucking street fighter 5 and now that it's like oh man i could play it and i i have to still buy a season pass anyway again i bought it so it's my fault <laughs> gears of war movie confirmed during the Gears of War 4 launch live stream, Coalition Studios head Rod Ferguson confirmed that Gears of War film is in development at Universal. No writer or director has been announced yet, and Ferguson would not confirm at what point in the Gears Universe movie will take place. So yeah. Gears of War announced by Universal Studios. Uh, they're barely starting, so this, this ain't coming out till 2021 is my guess. But, uh... Does a Gears of War movie uh, excite you, Beto? No video game movie excites me. Because they're never fucking good. But, Beto, this could be really good. It could have... John Cena could be uh, Marcus. Um, we could have The Undertaker as one of the bad dudes. Um, we could have Triple H as Coltrane, right? That would work. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Who, who, who would Coltrane be? If we had to choose a wrestler. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Uh, I don't know. Like, a Gears movie... You're right. Gears, like... Movie-based games have never really done well. They've never really been as good as the source material. But... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Because what he said... There's no talk of when this Gears will be... When it will be set. 
you know, the easy bet is Hollywood's just going to base it on the characters that everyone knows, so that way they can make money, you know? But if they did a, if they did something smart, and I know, like, Scott's huge in, on the books of Gears of War, uh, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right because I don't read any video game books. No one could force me, but whatever whatever day it was that the whole attack happened, that'd be cool if they did a movie about that. You know, why not make the movie a part of the actual Gears universe instead of it trying to be like Gears of War 1 or Gears of War 2 just let the movie be like hey this is when this shit went down and they had to start all the gear stuff what? you're thinking too much about it you really think Hollywood is gonna do something like that's that? What, that's what I'm saying though that's, that, that's what I'm saying they won't Hollywood will not do that but if they want a successful movie that's what they should do but here's the thing Hollywood right now is in in it and we're just past Hollywood. We just passed Hollywood. Hollywood is in it to buy a name and sell you that name and continue getting sequels. Man, what? The, the seventh Resident Evil movie is coming out? And I only ever watched the first two? And they sucked? Now they're going to end the Alice story? Bullshit. If this last next Resident Evil does a shit ton of money, they're going to continue it. Mimila Jozovich? will go do it again because her husband will be like I'll direct the next one like I've been directing all of them and blah, blah, blah. but yeah anyway a Gears of War movie can work but will they do it? No so who would be your Marcus? Mm. Chris Pratt yeah you already said John Cena no? no Chris Pratt nah he's too good he's too cute yeah I'd say Channing Tatum Ooh, but young, young Channing. Okay, Channing Tatum is is uh, Marcus, and then uh, who's his friend again? His gay lover? Dominic. Dom. Dom will be played. Fuck it. Twenty one jump. Gears of War. Twenty one Jump Street. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill is uh uh uh, uh what's his name again? Dominic. Dom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. I don't know. But yeah, that's the that's the next one. Ice Cube is is Ice. Oh wait, what? Doesn't wasn't Ice T a voice in like Gears Three or something? Ice T could play his character that was in uh in uh Gears Three. Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare, and Modern Warfare Remastered will be a combined hundred and thirty gigabyte install. <laughs> Face. Those buying the Legacy Edition of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, the one that also contains Modern Warfare Remaster, will want to start cleaning some hard drive space. It looks like combined download size of both games will be 130 gigabytes minimum. And Activision has updated. Activision has confirmed 130 gigabyte install estimate. But with some clarification, in an update to the US version of Call of Duty, the publisher states that the estimated storage space required for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare Remaster Legacy Digital Deluxe or Legacy Pro is a combined 130 gigabyte. However, this is described as a high-end estimate, including both games, their respective day one patches, and the six multiplayer maps coming to Modern Warfare Remaster post-launch. It isn't explicitly mentioned whether this also includes the upcoming PS4 Pro compatibility patch means this could run to a bigger size for some users. So it might be bigger for what that means is if PS4 Pro, since this might get heightened for 4K and everything, that 130 might be more for Pro versions. 
But uh, yeah, you, you your face was very shocked. What's how do you feel, Bethel? That's fucking huge. What? How did they say how how big each in, each uh, game is gonna be? Or they haven't clarified. No. Uh, you, either way, that's way too much. If it's like uh, fucking ten year old game, is it being remastered and all that stuff? Or what? Modern Warfare is that getting like remastered? And, I believe so. Yeah. But still, it's fuck. I don't think it should be that fucking big. But then maybe maybe the ch- maybe the thirty is. Modern Warfare and the hundred is for that infinite warfare. A hundred? It's still a lot. No, I'm not. And then, yo, whoa! Activision said patches, bro, and maps and stuff. You know, that stuff takes up data, yo. Like Madden, Madden was like fifty some, I think, and that's fucking Madden games. have always been, even in the PS2, the, the save files were always oh, huge. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand how how it's bigger than that. It's fucking sports games are always huge, and then I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. Like I, I barely have any space to to get another and a couple of new games on my uh, for my PS4. Like I only got like thirty gigs left. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm pretty sure everybody else is really similar to mine. Like you got to delete a bunch of shit just to fucking play a shitty Modern War, a shitty fucking Call of Duty game. <laughs> Did you ever upgrade your uh, hard drive? No, I got it. Yeah, that's crazy. 130 gigabytes. That's what like. Look, I don't mind that it's 130, right? But if, if games are going to start being like that, not only, like, Microsoft and Sony need to give you a bigger hard drive. Even when the PS4 was announced and even when the Xbox One was announced, when they're like, it comes with a 500 gigabyte hard drive, I was like, nope, nope, that's that's the 20 gig hard drive on original Xbox 360. Like, it's not enough. It's not enough at all. 500 gigabytes even I was just like that's stupid it's cool that you're able to switch out your hard drive in the PS4 and then you're also able to plug in um, a hard drive to the Xbox One so you could do that and that's what's cool but what sucks is like even your new consumers like this will be their first game that's fine but over time yeah that just your hard drive fills up I remember when PS4 was coming out and the launch games were coming out and then games after like the next couple of months i think like by january they're like yep downloaded every downloadable game on ps4 and every game that was released and the hard drive's already full and that was less than like a month or two so i mean i'll, I'll i mean yeah you know anyone else probably like who plays games goes, well just delete what you're not playing and then redownload it when you want to and you know what that's right you can do that but sometimes the ease of just like being able to have it there and just play whenever you want, I get it. You know, it's like it, it's easier that way. And yes, you can delete it. But for some games, like sometimes they have huge patches they have to do, like Until Dawn, it installs. But then, like, I think the download patch is like 15 gigs. So then you gotta wait. So let's say you take off Until Dawn from your PS4. And then you're like, hey, you know what? I want to play it real quick. It's not you can't. You're not gonna be able to play it in the next 20 minutes, or even 10 minutes, or even an hour after that, depending on your download speeds. It's gonna take a while because you also deleted that patch. So I don't know. Whenever, whenever they do the next systems or whatever, it's gonna be like, hey, here's a two terabyte hard drive, and you're like, that's still not enough. Games are just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. So it's crazy, Beto. We live in a crazy world. Video game world. 
All right, that's going to be it. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. When everyone hears this episode, tomorrow will be the release of the PlayStation VR. As everyone knows, me and the guys all chipped in to get the PlayStation VR. So, I just wanted to see, before we get it, Bethel, what are you excited about? What are your expectations? And are you looking forward to it? Are you not looking forward to it? You are, you know, what are you excited for? Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, let's see, I'm kind of excited for it only because I hope there's a lot of things to play in the future. There are some things that look promising, like that, uh, was it Until Dawn? Uh-huh. That game looks pretty fun, but. I don't know, I just, I hope, I hope, I hope I don't end up using it just for VR porn. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Like, I want to see, like, the Raz game, I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, because it's a fun game. Um, are you going to be downloading the Res game before it releases to get that little dynamic theme, or not? I don't know, how much is it going to cost? 30 bucks. Oh, that's not too bad, I'll probably buy them. That's the only thing that sucks, because we're going to be sharing it. Like, I'd rather get the physical copy. But they said it's not going to come out until, what, November or, or... What was it? Later at the end of October. But here's the thing. You can still play res regularly. It just has a VR feature. What? So you can play... You know how res is? The actual game res? You can play it that way or play it in VR. So any way you'd want to get a copy so you can play the regular game. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, yeah, I guess, but I don't know if everybody wants to, I don't know if you or you and Joel would want to buy it, you know? Maybe just like one of, if one of us buys it and just pass it along as with it, you know? True. But I don't know. But what else is there? I mean, what, what are the games that are coming out of it? Like, I don't even know. I feel like there's going to be, fuck, I, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of shitty third-party stuff. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. I hope they actually support it a lot. Not like the fucking Vita. Yeah. Where there's nothing on it. All you do is play old games like PS1 games on that. So like, it's a lot of it's a lot of fucking money. If if they end up abandoning it, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to fucking what's his name? Yo- Shohei Yoshida. Yeah. Go straight to fucking his office and punch him in his goddamn neck. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope I hope there's a lot of it's supported. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right. There is that chance that it's not going to be supported or be supported. You know, 
Um, it is a lot of money. For us going three ways, it's not a lot, but we're still spending money. That's the thing. We're still spending it. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's all going to depend on oh, the future releases. Like, I'm going to get Resident Evil 7. So, you know, I'll get Resident Evil 7. Then we, I can pass it on to you guys. You know, like, that's stuff we can do. I mean, like, Res, the original game's on there, too. And then you can play it VR. So, I know how much you love Res. You're going to want a copy of Res, right? I'm going to want a copy of Res. And Joe, I don't know. I don't know how Joe feels about Res. But, you know. I, I would like um, to own it still because just to, you know, see it on you know PS4 and just play the original game, you know. Um, I'm excited for Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7. I want to see how that is. But at the same time, I'm, I'm worried about how the longevity of it's going to be and not like how long they're going to support it. That is a big... That's a big worry. That is a big worry. It's a big worry. It's a big gamble. But for me, it's more of like, how long am I going to play Resident Evil 7 in VR until I'm like, okay, no, I'm done. I'm just, uh, okay, I'm going to go back to controller. Like, how long is my tolerance going to be for it, you know? Because I get motion sickness. I get motion sickness on some first-person shooter games. Not all, but some first-person shooter games, I get motion sickness. So I'm, I'm curious on how that's going to be for me. Um, I do want to try out the Until Dawn carnival game. Kind of like the, the carnival thing that looks interesting. I think we might be seeing a lot of cool games for VR from indie developers. People taking advantage of like of things and the medium. I'm pretty sure at the PlayStation Experience in December, they're really going to be pushing a lot of VR games. And they're really... I have a feeling there might be a couple where it's available today. I, that's my feeling is on, on the... the December when they have the PlayStation experience they'll say and this VR game is available now either free to download for PlayStation Plus you know like keep it a secret or something I don't know but yeah I mean that's a, that's a huge worry because um, we're all big fans of Jim Sterling uh, if you haven't um, you know I would say check out his stuff on YouTube the Jimquisition Jim Sterling on YouTube and he does talk about VR and he talks about how he has a Vive and he has the the PlayStation 4. And how right now he had like a back problem. He had uh, something with his spine. Yeah. Um, and he can't really move. Where games that are being made for Valve, for the Valve's uh, uh, um, Vive, or, or for games being made for the Vive, he can't really make quick movements. He can't really, you know, and, and games that are being made for that are, are twitch turns and quick turns and you gotta move around, yeah. And we're right now the PS4. The benefit of that is the, the, it looks like the PS4 VR games are made are right now being more made and focused on sitting just on a couch. It's not focusing on moving a lot and having to move around, you know. Now, is that a benefit? Is that something that's gonna limit people? Where it's like, okay, Sony wants to. Uh, we're not sure how Sony is approaching people to make the games or how to how to do the games. But for all we know, Sony might say you have to be able to make your games for someone who's just gonna sit on a couch. You can't have them be getting up, or maybe maybe there is a limit on that. Maybe there isn't a limit on that. Um, now, if you limit someone on creating a VR game, will they just not make that game for PlayStation? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that I think that's what comes down to it is the support, yeah. You know, I'm excited to try it out. This will be the first time I've tried 
anything VR wise. I haven't tried that Samsung putting your phone on that little headset and doing things. I haven't tried that. You know, this will, you know, tomorrow, basically tomorrow, or this Thursday, or basically tomorrow, I'll try VR for the first time. You know, I'm actually going to try it and see how it works. Uh, and so far, like, if you guys want to, like, check out Jim, Jim Sterling did a great, like, close to, like, 21 minute review on the PlayStation. VR and he liked it. The only problem he had with it was that Sony does drop their tech after a while. They dropped the PlayStation Move when it didn't do that well. They dropped the PlayStation Vita when it didn't do well. Even when Sony did, started going into the mobile phones, they dropped that as well. So his worry is that Sony, if this doesn't sell as much, probably as much as they want it to, they'll drop it. And that is a huge worry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just pretty much mimicking what what you say. But I am I am personally. I mean, it's so easy to call things a gimmick, you know. It's easy, you know, and and, and in hindsight now you could say the connect was a gimmick. You could say the Wii remotes were a gimmick. Um, you can even say right now some people are saying VR is a gimmick. But for me, yes, you could say that about those 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 accessories that were available for consoles. You know, but like Connect had potential. Even when the second one for Xbox One had potential, no one was taking advantage. And it just I feel like a lot of that stuff wasn't implemented right and probably the technology was there but it wasn't ready yet. I don't know, like I could see the benefits for it, but no one ever really showed it off well. For me, the only game that really showed off the connect was Dance Central. Like to me that was the game that really showed it off. And you'll probably be like, Well, Jesse, there was just dance for the Wii and they all they had was a remote. Yeah, but it's just I think it was just measuring your movements, making sure you can move correct. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. But I think Dance Central was the only game that really worked for me that I that really showed it off. But from there there was really nothing else, you know? Uh, Dance Central was also the only entertaining game for the Kinect. Like I played Fruit Ninja, it was cool, but it would like it'd be it get boring after a while, but Dance Central it's kind of like a, I mean, how you play a rock band, you get different songs and you get, you dance to every, like, two different songs, so it's, that's what made it a lot, like, really entertaining, and it's all, also registered well, too, when, when yeah. like, your commands, like, your movements and stuff, so it's, it's, I could, I could, that's, that's one of the very few games that I played on Connect and that I actually would play more regularly. I didn't have a Connect, but I went, I'd go to your house or Joe's, we'd always end up playing that, because it was, it was, it was a lot of fun playing, playing on Dance Central. Um, and then with the, I don't know, like with the Wii remotes, I always felt that, and we, we brought that up earlier, was, was Wii Sports. Wii Sports really showed off what it could do, and it made other people go, oh, this makes sense to me. I have something in my hand, it's a baseball game, I swing it like a bat. Oh, I have it like this, I, I pretend it's a bowling ball, I, you know, do the bowling motion. It was very simple, very easy. And then if they ever ended up expanding on it, it was too difficult. Like if they did Tiger Woods golf, you have people like, oh, I liked golf for the Wii Sports. Oh, here, try Tiger Woods. They come back and be like, it's too fucking hard. 
And that that's what that's not what that game was. We sports was simple. Well, what do I do? My motion. That's it. No one else. Everyone else just added extra stuff or just like layered Tiger Woods over the motion part of of you know we sports. And you can't do. You, I mean, I think you could do that if you implemented it right. But they never did because we was so popular and everyone had it. To where it was easy just to put shovelware. Don't take the time. Let's drop it. Boom. Get it out there. People will buy it. And people did. Because people were like, I like golf. I know Tiger Woods plays golf. Let's get a golf game. <laughs> you know? And then they played it. They thought it was suck. They sucked. And they never played it again. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> where a lot of people are already... like, and, and that's what comes to VR. And that's what's happening with VR right now is people... People are automatically going, this is what gaming is going to be now. This is the future of gaming. And that is not entirely correct. This is another form. It's an, yeah, there you go. It's what? It's like an extension of, of, of the of video games, really. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, it's going to replace you uh, playing it on your TV. It's just kind of like, yeah, like an extension. Like, a, like fucking think of it like DLC of a fucking, of a console. Like an, an add-on. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean... It's, it's not going to replace your console games. Yeah. And it was it was something... And again, I, I strongly encourage everyone to check out Jim Sterling on YouTube. Jim Sterling on YouTube, his website, the Jimquisition, he, he made a really good point too where he said, don't get me wrong, it's cool to mimic grabbing, you know, bullets for your gun and to clip the bullets into your gun and fire... But when you can just hit a button on your remote to reload your gun, that novelty wears off to grab, you know, oh, here, let me grab my clip and clip it back on. And, and, and a controller automatically, you hit a button and it's done. Like, it's, it's never going to... It's never going to be that. Like, you know, it's never going to be anything more. And I think if they, if they do this correctly... And especially, like, PlayStation's in the best position right now because they are the lead in consoles right now, in the console world right now. They're the lead. They have the cheapest VR products, and not counting your Samsung phone. I'm talking about consoles and, you know, PCs. But then, you know, you can even knock PCs out of the way, and this is the cheapest thing right now. Um... They have a leg up. They just have to show it. And I think making things for a couch only, like someone sitting down, is a step in the right direction. Now, if someone doesn't want to do that and wants you to be more open, and again, you need space. Some people have space, some people don't. You can make your game another way, but... I don't know, I think... I think right now, I think we do need the, the indie people to make games for it. Because right now the big the big guns like you have you know Rocksteady's doing their Batman VR and you're Batman and you put on the bat suit and I heard that was cool and it's a twenty dollar game but how much am I gonna play that twenty dollar game you know like it's not and how many people are gonna see that walking into a store and say Batman VR whoa I get to play like Arkham City and be Batman it's like no that's it's not you're basically gonna be put on a suit. I think you throw batarangs. I think that's all you really do. It's like on rails. It's like, no, it's like if it was like on rails. 
Pro- probably. But what if there's a way of doing that on rails that works? You know what I mean? Like, there's well, that's the until dawn is like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they say it's good. Something you you can do something good with it. It's just I don't know. I really don't know enough to really like try to think of a game for for VR. Yeah. But I think you you put it perfect is to make this more of an extension than try to make it seem like it's the next thing because I can't I mean it's possible it's possible that VR will not do well and then it's just it will be another one it might be a part of what you know connect was the Wii remotes and every other thing that you call a gimmick be pushed by the wayside but VR has been talked for such a long time to, I remember when we were little kids that I don't see it completely going away. If anything, it goes away and comes back when the technology is either cheaper or they find a way around a lot of stuff. But you're still... I don't know. You're still confined by wires and other things that... I guess in a way the negatives outweigh the positives. But I'm still hopeful, you know? And it's like we said, we're buying this, we're getting it, you know, we know the risks. We're taking the risks for you listeners so that you know how things are. And we'll let you know, hopefully next episode, on how we feel about the PlayStation VR. Joe did try to get out of it, so if this ends up being shit, Joe was right all along, and then we have to eat crow. So, you know... But yeah, Joe did. Joe did try to get. Did he win? Huh? Remember, he's just like, hey, do you guys wanna? Do you guys wanna buy? Do you guys still wanna buy this place VR? <laughs> but again, if he's right, we, you know, we were wrong. But yeah, that's pretty much how we feel about PSVR right now. And hopefully, we can give you all the info next week. Uh, I think one of the shitty things is that Jim Sterling pointed it out too is the uh, the PlayStation Move con- uh, controllers, them being a hundred. They're re-releasing them. Was it really? They're, re- they're releasing a two two pack bundle. Oh yeah, two pack bundle for a hundred bucks, and that's fucking what, how with six year old six year old technology that they're selling for a hundred bucks, and I, I think that's bullshit that they failed technology. Yeah, failed too. failed technology. I think that's bullshit that they're selling selling it for that much. Just, just for the fucking VR, and it's just like repackaging, pretty much. It's it's it's, it's bullshit. They should have sold it for like sixty or like a regular fucking controller because that's yeah. that's way too much. Fuck that. Fuck you, Sony, for that shit. <laughs> Excellent snake. Well, that's gonna be it for Third Party Controller Podcast this week. Uh, if you want to send us any questions, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's third party with a three. Third party. Yay. I am your host, Jesse Tigermas Lita with... Beto Tigermas 2 Esparza. And in spirit, our lovely Joe Ramirez, who will be back next week. I love him. I love you, Joe. We may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later.
Bye. All right, so maybe with the bad, my my guess is with the bad, I can't say that. Plubicity? Plublip? I can't say it. Plubicity. Publicity. Okay. All right, got it.